Radio listeners, uh, you're listening to KYRS, uh, Thin Air Community Radio, 92.3 and 88.1 FM. Uh, this is your radio host, Dr. Meraz Garcia, Assistant Professor of Chicano Studies at Eastern Washington University. And um, we are here today with a wonderful uh, uh, guest uh, that uh, is going to be talking to us about a wonderful topic today. So I'd like to have her, um, before she introduces herself uh, briefly, of course, the song that we just listened to right now is Cumbia Kings. Uh, and the title of the song, or actually the, the artist is Cumbia Kings, and the title of the song is Mi Gente. So that is the theme of our uh, show, uh, Voice of the People. So with that, I'd like to welcome our guest. Uh, would you please introduce yourself? All right. Hello. My name is Zarina Crago. I am a Spanish major at Eastern Washington University. Wonderful. And um, this uh, show today is part of a um, basically a, a, a project, a class project. Uh, this is the research project that students um, are doing in one of my Introduction to Chicano Culture class. So um, 
some of the students I have, as I have mentioned before in the show, um, uh, have already presented at the EW Symposium and are now coming here to share uh, the results of their uh, uh, efforts. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, work and research has been uh, uh, committed to this project. So uh, this is a way for our uh, students at Eastern Washington University to share their knowledge about the uh, education they're getting at Eastern, and of course, um, in this particular case, about the project and research project that uh, um, yeah, was done for for today. So, uh, what is the title of our uh, of your topic, uh, Zoe? The title of my topic is assimilation and acculturation, um, specifically how much of a of Chicano culture, cultural traditions, and holidays are influenced um, by the American culture. So um, before we get into the topic, uh, do you want to share a little bit about uh, yourself? Uh, I know you mentioned your major is in Spanish, but uh, are you from Spokane or from another location? Or? Yeah, I'm from the west side, so I'm from Seattle. Um, my family and I moved up to Spokane about three and a half, four years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, what brought you to Spokane? Um, really, it was um, a financial okay. <laughs> issue. Um, my my grandpa actually like uh, lived in Spokane and went to the same high school that I did, so um, it was a familiar um, area for my family. They have already lived up here before, but I grew up um, in Seattle, and okay. just after a couple years, I moved back over here to Spokane. So, how are you adjusting to the life in Spokane after the third year? Um, I'm definitely more used to it. When I moved down here, um, I didn't particular, particularly like it because um, it's definitely a change in pace, like social-wise and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I love it now, though. I appreciate my city. <laughs> okay. So, uh, have you been uh, back to Seattle recently? Yes, I have. Um, I was... Just there, actually, um, a couple of months ago, visiting some of my family that still reside in Seattle. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad you uh, sort of adjusted to the mm -hmm. life here in Spokane. So the next uh, question that I have for you, Zoe, is what, um, what made you decide to do research in this particular topic? Uh, and can you mention the title once again for the, our radio listeners? Yes, my title is The Assimilation and Acculturation of the Chicano Culture and American Culture, specifically how much of Chicano culture, cultural traditions and holidays are influenced by the American culture. Okay, well, that's a, a very uh, important topic, often uh, I would say timely topic, considering the demographics uh, um, and, and how fast the Chicano Latino population is growing in the United States. Mm -hmm. So do you want to get us uh, started uh, by reading um, the introduction to the, your topic? Of course. So the general idea of my research was through personal interviews of fellow Chicano Latino students at Eastern Washington University. And of course, through the sources that I found online and textbooks, um, I wanted to show the interaction of these two cultures and just how much of Chicano culture is kept alive, so specifically through their traditional customs that they practice and the holidays that they celebrate. Um, okay. After moving to the United States and or already residing in the United States, but uh, 
like practicing, like for example, um, I a teenager and their parents. Okay. Um, as far as like uh, what their parents practice and what they've grew up grown up with. Yeah, and just uh, for uh, the benefit of our radio listeners, uh, I guess just the brief informational aspect of Chicano, of course, is a uh, U.S. born, U.S. race person. Um, originally, it was of uh, Mexican descent. That uh, definition of Chicano has evolved over time to include other peoples uh, from other parts of uh, Latin America and also others whose ideology is, uh, of course, uh, fits uh, with uh, Chicano, uh, uh, Chicano ideology. So, um, well, um, and I, did I ask you already why you were uh, interested in this topic? Yes, but I did not answer it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. So go ahead. Why, why, why select a topic like this? Well, growing up, I've actually had quite a bit of Chicana Latina friends, okay. and I've and enough to be around their family, be in their home, see um, kind of just about how they live as far as the differences of how I, as a white American, would live or the, just the different things that they would do. Um, and I actually know quite a bit of Chicana Latinas that reside in uh, Eastern Washington University as well, so I thought that... N- Tying both of these two together would be a good research for me. Okay, well, good. Uh, so what kinds of experiences have you had with the Chicano-Latino culture? Well, in general, since I'm uh, a Spanish major, okay. um, I practice the language. Um, okay. I I mean, I learn every day as from uh the like the different countries, so Mexico, uh, Central America, all those different countries and their cultures. Uh, um, so I mean, I already know uh, a good amount as far as culture wise, and like I said before, um, I just interact with so many Chicanas um, and Latinas uh, my age. I actually um, know some of them that reside at Eastern Washington University that I've known from the West Side. So I've known them for a while. I've known their family for a while. So um, I've definitely seen um, their culture personally as well. So Okay. Well, great. Well, um, do you want to get us uh, started? Um, And Zoe has selected uh, three songs that uh, we're going to be playing throughout the show. Um, So I'll, I'll get a cue from her as to when to play this song. So just for our radio listeners' uh, information. So, yes, uh, tell us, uh, Zoe, what's wh- wh- where do you want to get started? Actually, if you want, we could okay. um, go over one the first song okay. uh, by Scheme. It's called Chicano. It's more of a, um, a general sense of being a Chicano. Um, okay. And I guess it kind of ties into my uh, research just a little bit as far as the song is in English. Um, it's a, a rap uh, genre of music. And I guess um, it just kind of ties into just assimilation in general as far as um, just uh, Chicano music and um, Americanized music. Okay, so uh, we're going to play. The song is uh, Chicano, uh, and it is by Skeen. This is the name of the artist itself. So uh, let's uh, listen up. And the uh, song has sort of an intro, a long sort of uh, introductory 
um, I don't know if it's it's not instrumental, right? But it's just uh, lyrics um, that that um, you know. I mean, it, I guess it's a good way of introducing the song. So here <laughs> it goes. Where I'm from, but every single day they always hiding where I'm from. But 
what you can never take away My history, I'm listening to everything you say And every single move you do You're trying to kick me out of here But this is why I grew, yes I'm the American dream The one you never gave a chance But I made it, it seems First generation, made it out the bottom Haven't reached the top But I ain't stopping till I got him And so, I raise my Mexican flag While I stand barely spoken in this broken land Home with the brave Land of the dream, young homie with a future and a lifelike scheme. And so I sit and cruise along. They call me a Chicano cause they don't know where I'm from. And so I sit and ride along. I call me a Chicano cause I'm proud of where I'm from. So they give me the not from here, hope from there. And if not from here, can you please tell me where? I wanna know so I can rest my soul. Lay my head in the place I can call my own. And so they give me the not from here, hope from there. And if not from here, can you Tell me where I wanna do so I can rest my soul Lay my head in the place I can call my home Uh, good morning, uh, radio listeners. Uh, this is uh, Voice of the People at uh, KYRS, Thin Air Community Radio, 92.3 and 88.1 FM. This is your radio host, Dr. Meraz Garcia, Assistant Professor of Chicano Studies at Eastern Washington University. And we have a uh, Eastern Washington University student today as our uh, guest uh, talking about assimilation and acculturation. And how much Chicana, how much Chicana, Chicano cultural tra traditions and holidays are influenced by American culture. So that is the topic of our show today. So, um, briefly, uh, Zoe, uh, any commentary about the song? Uh, I mean, it, it sounds like very powerful lyrics. There, do you want to comment on it? Yes. So the reason why I chose this song is because, in general, it shows. As far as uh, culture-wise, it shows um, the change in language. So as far as the lyrics go, it's in English instead of Spanish. Um, and I guess overall the song is about the struggle of being a Chicano. Okay. Um, even though that that's not particularly my topic that we're speaking of today, I just thought that it was a good song in general as far as... Um, being a Chicano, uh, what they deal with every day in America, like residing here and stuff like that. So It is definitely related to mm -hmm. uh, simulation mm -hmm. slash acculturation. So, so yeah, it's, it is uh, 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 actually the song fits very well with uh, your topic, so don't, don't say it doesn't. It, it, <laughs> does, it does fit well. So, okay, well, uh, where do you want to take us from here, Zoe? Well, first I thought I would go over the... Um, what exactly assimilation and acculturation is. Um, first off, um, assimilation, cultural-wise, is the process by which a person or a group's language and or culture comes to resemble those of another group. So, for example, obviously the um, Chicano culture and the American culture. And uh, so just a brief uh, additional commentary on the process of assimilation. So... Uh, Chicanos, uh, Chicano scholars, of course, are um, not very fond of the assimilation concept or the melting pot 
idea. So uh, they typically, Chicano scholars reject uh, the concept of a simulation because when you do a simulate, of course, uh, the idea is that you get rid of your culture and become uh, fully uh, uh, part of the dominant group uh, and, and you have really no... Um, uh, your your culture, your language, your traditions, religious beliefs, uh, perspective, etc., all of a sudden become the uh, dominant group. So Chicanos feel that those individuals who actually assimilate uh, really uh, lose out on their culture, traditions, etc. So that's I kind of wanted to uh, provide additional uh, commentary on this. Okay. So uh, and then the next uh, definition that you have for us is what. Acculturation. Okay. So the definition for that is um, acculturation explains the process of cultural change and psychological change that results um, following, um, like, following meeting between uh, two cultures. So yeah, typically, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, for Chicano scholars, the acculturation uh, process would be a bit more acceptable than the uh, uh, you know assimilation. Uh, and that is, of course, when you can retain at least part um, or some traits of your culture and traditions uh, that, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in as part of the dominant society. So, mm. okay, well, I think that's a good foundation to start uh, with. And uh, so, yes, uh, where do we go from here? So we could definitely get into my research. Okay. Um, so tell us what you did. So um, most of my research was personal interviews that I did with fellow uh, specifically Chicana and Latina students at Eastern Washington University. Okay. Um, and I just asked them uh, a series of questions to that relates to the topic. Um, so specifically um, the changes in uh, their cultural traditions and the holidays that they uh, practice. Okay, and what was, uh, can you uh, tell, share with us the response to those questions? So, um, my first question was more of a general question to start off with. It was just for, just asking um, these young individuals, um, what were the obvious changes um, of your traditional values or the customs that you practice um, being um, in Mexico and then moving to America or residing in America and following the steps of your of the values that you practice um, through your parents, uh-huh. and um, uh, so more into that. Um, also, the differences in the traditional values. So, like I said, between uh, the home your home life compared to the dominant culture's home life. So, for example, a young Chicana um, compared to me as a white American. Okay. And one of my, one of the students at Eastern Washington University, her name is Helen Quezada. Um, she is a Latina as far as uh, um, she, her parents res, uh, resided in Honduras. Okay. So she, um, so she is the Latina side of this research. Okay. Um, my other students are um, actual Chicanas. Okay. So um, Helen's response to those questions were. So f- maybe for the benefits of our listeners, so a Latina uh, 
Latina, Latino would be uh, a, a person from Central South, South America. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, I mean, they can both identify themselves mm-hmm. as Chicanas, Chicanos, but they typically identify mm-hmm. themselves as Latinas, Latinos. So yeah. that's what uh, Zoe is referring to here, uh, using some more technical <laughs> definitions about uh, these terms and concepts. Okay, so go, go right ahead. All right. So the question that I did ask, just to repeat for the listeners, was... Um, what were the differences of the traditional values from your home life compared to the dominant culture home life? And Helen's response was, well, obviously we speak Spanish at home, we eat different food at home, and we play different music at home. But personally, I feel like the biggest difference is that we're more family-oriented than, than the dominant culture. Okay. And yes, this is typically one of those uh, values that decided most in the, the literature and... Uh, uh, you know, journals, etc. So the family value aspect of the culture that uh, at least uh, from the perspective of the dominant group is highly valued. So um, and uh, so what, what did you think about that? Do you, does that is that consistent with your perspective about the Chicano Latino culture? Yes. Okay. Um. If I could continue, she elaborates more on that. Okay, go. Cool. Um, and, and these are uh, quotes that uh, Zoe is using yes. directly from uh, her participants. So. Mm-hmm. so Helen follows with, um, with that. She said, even after turning 18 years old, I still continue to carry out my mother's views on how I should, re- how I should present myself as a young lady. So, for example, she continues to say that she's currently deciding if she wants to get her nose pierced, but knowing how strong her mother feels about her appearance, she doesn't want to disappoint her, especially um, since most of um, her mother's views are are religious based on their belief in Christianity and that um, these beliefs have been passed down to her since she was um, old enough to understand them. Okay, yes, and uh, it is, uh, of course, uh, in the uh, uh, Latino culture, uh, your parents, of course, uh, are is always people that you do not want to disappoint, <laughs> right? I mean, yes. so, and, and this would be applicable to young uh, males as well, uh, teenagers and, you know, young adults uh, too, when it comes to piercing, you know, the ears or things like that mm-hmm. too. So I think it is uh, typical that uh, if you're a male, you do not want to do that, right? Even though uh, it is uh, very popular for males mm-hmm. to pierce their ear and have their an earring, you know. So yeah. So I think it is a similar concept, and it, yeah. So it's it, it is um, okay. Um, so yeah, what else? Um, you you have a lot of material here. Yes. <laughs> so. Um so to also elaborate on what Helen was saying, I compared that that response to myself. Uh-huh. And what I got from it is that, yes, I do agree as far as um, maybe, I don't know if strict is the right word, but how strict their values are and how much they, how much the parents of these Chicanas and Latinas um hope that their children will carry out their beliefs as well, like no matter the age. And what I compared was myself as far as when I turned 18 and I graduated high school, um, I 
definitely declared myself as a very independent young woman. Mm -hmm. I got a tattoo because uh, legally I was allowed to, and I pierced my nose. And I mean, I I don't want to say that that was, you know, because I had the freedom to, because essentially Helen Quezada has the freedom to do this, but as, as far as her values are and w with her mother and what her mother believes in is different as far as what my mother believes in uh, as far as appearance-wise okay. in this example. Um, my mother, I guess, um, wouldn't tell me that this is a wrong, that not essentially is wrong, but is what she sees as appropriate or um, what she believes in and stuff like that. So, so you you didn't feel as uh, restrained or or mm -hmm. as uh, as uh, the participant that you just uh, quoted here. You felt more freedom to do as you wish uh, since you were 18 years mm -hmm. old and at that time in the United States it's one of those things where like well yes. I'm legally able to do <laughs> as I wish and you can't tell me what to do kind exactly. of a thing exactly right? whereas uh, if you are from the Chicano Latino culture you may be 30 years old and guess what if you're still not married you don't have a family you <laughs> still you know you're you're technically still you know uh defer to your uh, parents uh, for many things to, you mm -hmm. know, they, they still have sort of, uh, I guess, uh, to a certain extent, at least it feels like uh, mm -hmm. power over you and you're, uh, you're worried about their perspective and mm -hmm. what they would say if uh, depending on what you do or your actions. So, okay, well, good. I, I think it is, um, it is a good way of comparing uh, this cultures uh, and and the differences, and I'm glad uh, you are doing that because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, of course uh, we can benefit from this interviews, but it's always great to have the perspective. Um, uh, and Zoe, as uh, you being part of the dominant group, mm -hmm. okay. So uh, what else? Um, do you want to um, continue and then after that play another song or? Yeah, we could. Yeah, definitely. Or do you want to play a song now? Um, we can continue. Okay, go for it. So. Also, referring back to that general question that I had just um, previously answered through um, Helen Cazada's response, um, another student I interviewed um, answered the same question. Um, Joana Gutierrez said, family values are a big difference between Mexican-American families and the typical American family. So that is also the same thing as um, mm -hmm. Helen first said. Um, she just had a different example. She said, my sister moved in with her boyfriend after high school, and since my family is very traditional and believe that we must marry before committing to someone on such a level, my family disowned her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so typically those things, if you're not married, it is, if you're a very strict, uh, traditional uh, Chicana, Latina, Latino family, uh, anytime you, of course, move in with your boyfriend, and, and this is one of the things that I emphasize in the class, right, that when it comes to culture and traditions, that uh, between the Chicano-Latino culture and the American culture, it, it's not a one-way street, right? Mm -hmm. Chicanos are uh, influenced by the dominant group as well as the yes. dominant group is also influenced by Chicanas, Chicanos uh, culture. So in this case, even though you have a very strict uh, family-type uh, traditional environment, um, as you heard, uh, here's this Chicana whose sister essentially moves in with her boyfriend after high school and lives together, 
that's mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and again, I don't want to generalize that that is very a very American thing to do, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it happens more often in in, in the culture, yes. right? So so yeah, and and do expect to sort of get kind of um, marginalized if you uh, uh, do this, but more and more, at least what I've seen in in the culture is that uh, this practice uh, sort of becomes. Uh, the more you reside in the United States, the longer it's, especially second generation, is a lot more accepted. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I just wanna uh, wanted to put that out there, and then the the same way with uh, with the the earlier comment that you provided, that more and more, um, you know, um, this Chicana Latinas. Uh, second generation begin to adopt many of the customs Mm -hmm. and sometimes they may not care what their parents may say and they still wear the earring and I'm saying this from personal experience my my nephews wear a lot of the ear, ears uh, that they pierce their ears and they wear you know the earrings Mm -hmm. again in our culture that's typically uh, for women not for men right Mm -hmm. but um, my point here is that more and more, of course, these kids, this uh, Chicanas, Chicanos are influenced very much by the dominant mm-hmm. culture because they want to be integrated and be part of the dominant, be accepted. So that's part of the way that they cope with mm-hmm. uh, with this. Yeah. Okay. So um, do you want to play a song now? or sure. do you want Let's do um, uh-huh. um, the Manifesto song by... By Victor Jara. Yeah, there you go. All right. So (laughs) let's listen to Victor Jara, and the title of the song is Manifesto. Here it is. Yo no canto por cantar, ni por tener buen amor. Porque la guitarra tiene sentido y razón, tiene corazón de tierra y alas de palomita, es como el agua bendita, santigua glorias y pena. Aquí se encajó mi canto, como dijera Violeta, guitarra trabajadora, con olor a primavera. estrellas que el canto tiene sentido cuando palpiten las venas del que morirá cantar 
las verdades verdaderas no las lisonjas pudaces ni las famas extranjeras sino el canto de una lonja hasta el fondo de la tierra Listeners, uh, this is uh, Voice of the People, uh, KYRS, Thin Air Community Radio, 92.3 and 88.1 FM. Uh, we have a uh, guest with us today, uh, Eastern Washington University student. Uh, the topic uh, for today's uh, show is uh, assimilation and acculturation, how much of Chicana, Chicano cultural traditions and holidays are influenced by American culture. And our guest with us today is uh, Zoe. So um, where do you want to take us from here, uh, Zoe? We are uh, approaching uh, 40 minutes uh, in our show, so we have about uh, maybe 15 minutes left. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so where do you want to take us from here? So I want to go over now the um, holiday aspect of the topic okay so go for it so first off obviously i want to point out for in chicano culture so based out of um mexico for example um common holidays um and traditions include um catholicism uh quinceañeras um and dio de los muertos so i just i guess i want to go like just um clarify like what exactly I'm going to be tying in to the celebration the holidays and traditions so I'll be going uh, I'll be talking about um religion um and specific holidays that um that they practice okay. that Chicanos practice great so what what's your the first uh um I guess celebration or cultural tradition you're going to be talking about so um following up with the uh interviews of the um Eastern Washington University students um I asked them um 
what specific holidays are similar or differ differ from the American society that you practice in um, in your own home? And um, both Joanna and Helen responded with, we celebrate pretty much every holiday that a typical American would celebrate. So, for example, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and New Year's. Um, there are just specific things in those holidays we do that the dominant culture wouldn't. For example, New Year's. We eat 12 grapes to represent each month. Some eat each one for good luck. Others also make witches, wishes sorry, on each one that they eat. Okay. Um, so I guess um, that quote was just to compare, um, I guess, the different traditions within those holidays that um, they practice the same as the American culture. Um, also, some that... Um, so is that what you do uh, in the American culture, Zoe? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so to, clar- to clarify, yeah, yeah, um, I apologize. The... Um, so as they said, um, so like for New Year's, they said that they um, eat 12 grapes to represent each month of that year that, that we're celebrating for the New Year. And I have never heard of that. Okay. When, I, <laughs> when I interviewed these individuals, I didn't even know that that was even a thing. So it's definitely new as far as um, when, we, when I, as a white American, celebrate New Year's, it's... Um, we're obviously we're celebrating the new year we are just we're with our family um really we play card games and uh, (laughs) um stay up to just celebrate the year really there's we um in my family at least we don't have like a certain um i guess our traditions are very are a little more commercialized than um how so so uh we <laughs> we purchase um a new year's items so like 2014 glasses that we can wear okay. um uh like Mardi Gras beads like colorful things to i guess represent that we're celebrating a new year we play spoons okay. if you've ever heard that of that game it's just no, um, explain how's that uh, <laughs> um it's a card game like our whole family sits around in a circle um and there's um, essentially there's spoons in the middle, like the utensil spoons. Okay. And there's um, one short of amount of spoons than there is of people, like the ratio. So let's say if there's five people, there's four spoons. Okay. And the the point of the game is to, um, you have, it's through a def- deck of cards. You have to have the same suit of all four cards that you have. It's, it's a long process of the game, but okay. essentially you um, you eliminate someone at the end of every round. Um, and I don't know why, but it's just a tradition for my family. We play we just play um, games to interact with each other throughout the night um, before we celebrate the new year and countdown and stuff like that. So sounds like fun. Yeah, <laughs> be, be sure you uh, include that as part okay. of there. You know because. I mean, you're comparing this to uh, traditions, mm-hmm. right? So you're only—I see—you only provided the, uh, uh, you know, the quotes from the mm-hmm. participants, but then you didn't get to share yours. So yeah, of so course, right? So it's a comparison of the two. Okay, of course. So uh, yeah, where do we go from here? So maybe going over a similarity of the two cultures okay. and um, that tie into holidays. And the first thing that I heard was Christmas trees. 
okay. from these individuals um, that celebrating the Christmas holiday that they do put up a Christmas tree and um, I so, so they they very much have adopted that practice yes. right okay. and I think a lot of us could agree with the fact that Christmas trees is very is also a very commercialized part of mm-hmm. the Christmas holiday because really. Um, religion wise it's the celebration of Christ mm-hmm. and um, the Christmas tree is definitely a hallmarky um, pagan <laughs> exactly tradition pagan oh. exactly <laughs> and following that actually now that you um, mm-hmm. uh, brought up a pagan tradition one of the individuals I did um, that I also interviewed um, kind of rebuttaled against um, the rest of the individuals and said that her father feels like having a Christmas tree is a pagan tradition, that people idolize the commercialized part of Christmas, which contradicts the uh, Christianity and the real meaning of Christmas. Um, Fellow Chicana uh, Yasmin Zepeda um, Mm. followed with that response. So um, definitely... um, one of the first um, individuals that had um, a response like that, especially when it came to uh, um, Christmas and the um, traditions that they practice through the holiday and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, so typically the celebration is the uh, celebration of the birth of Jesus, mm-hmm. and then you know the time where Jesus and Mary essentially were trying to seek refuge, mm-hmm. etc. That's exactly. what's celebrated, right? And you know the of course everyone celebrates uh, christmas eve and the gifts mm-hmm. and all that stuff so this is the process in which very much the american culture and the commercialization of everything has very much influenced the chicano culture so now we no longer celebrate the uh, birth of jesus but we celebrate uh Santa Claus mm-hmm. coming down the you know wherever so <laughs> <laughs> yes of course so yeah and and so yeah this is no difference uh, among Chicanos than it would be and and it is what it is I mean mm-hmm. this is the two way street that exactly. we're talking about okay so um, we are into forty seven minutes uh, okay. of our show uh, why don't we play the lost song that you have here uh, selected uh, for the show. And uh, that is the, um, uh, let's see, what's the title of the other song? Um, America uh, de los Indios or, or uh-huh. something by, of that nature. Great. By Daniel <laughs> Valdez. Okay, so here it is. Surcando el cielo de América, sangre de viento avanzando, forma de fuego en la noche, en ruina de allí. Canto del llanto del indio. Voces del tambor tocando 
flautas que hablan con Dios me dicen así. Radio listeners, uh, once again, uh, this is Voice of the People at uh, KYRS, Thin Air Community Radio, 92.3 and 88.1 FM. This is your radio host, Dr. Meraz Garcia, uh, professor of Chicano Studies at Eastern Washington University. And uh, today uh, we're uh, sort of getting to, towards the end of uh, the, our show. I briefly want to remind our listeners that our guest with us today's name is Zoe uh, Crago, and the title of her presentation or her the, the, the title of the topic for today's show is Assimilation and Acculturation, How Much of 
Chicana, Chicano cultural traditions and holidays are influenced by American culture. So um, some final thoughts, uh, Zoe, on your topic? Yeah, go, go right ahead. I think you wanted to share with us some other uh, uh, statistics about uh, Chicano Latinos and their religious affiliation. And then uh, so go right ahead. Yes. Um, so continuing off of when we were just speaking about Christmas and Christianity, I definitely wanted to cover religion um, as part of one of the um, traditions that are like cultural traditions that um, American culture has influenced on the Chicano culture. So one of my peer review sources I found, it states that although their customs vary widely from generation to generation, 70% of Mexican-Americans are followers of Catholicism. But in recent years, many have looked towards Protestantism. And just to clarify, Protestant um, being Protestant is a branch of Christianity. So, um, and to follow up with that, uh, a couple of the individuals that I also um, interviewed stated that they um, practice Christianity rather than Catholicism. Um, Helen states that in my family, re religion is a big tradition, specifically Christianity. Yasmin also follows with, I feel like most Mexican families are are Catholic and that Catholicism makes up a big part of being Mexican, but my, but my family practices Christianity. Okay, and so that shows uh, also very much the process of acculturation mm -hmm. or assimilation, actually, because as we know, Protestantism is very much uh, sort of the main, uh, the dominant group's uh, mm -hmm. religion, right? Yes. And, and in fact, many claim that it is the values uh, of which this country was founded mm -hmm. upon, right? So um, all of a sudden you have Chicanos that are very much adopting the religion of the dominant group and very much carving into the mm -hmm. uh, Catholicism of uh, Chicanos. So. Yes. And um, I guess to conclude the, um, the show today, um, to answer how much of Chicano um, of the Chicano cultural traditions and holidays are influenced by the American culture, I concluded with two thirds of the Chicano Latino EWU students that um, I interviewed did not practice Catholicism, which is the main religion um, residing out of, for example, uh, Mexico. Um, also, two-thirds spoke on behalf of celebrating holidays um, and traditions the same as, um, mo well, mostly the same as um, in the American society. Also, um, each student, um, both, uh, each student, I apologize, said that their families kept their dominant roles. So as far as um, are the young Chicanas, um, uh, carrying out their mother's or their parents' um, views um, on them as young ladies. Okay. So um, no matter what, there's no really avoiding the assimilation and acculturation um, between these two cultures, especially if you're residing in America and being a Chicana um, or a Chicano or a Latino. Um, whether it's how they celebrate their holidays or practice their religion, it seems that something always changes within the walls of their own home while living in America. Okay, and just uh, briefly, uh, a quick question. So how many students did you interview? I Technically, I interviewed four. Okay. Um, the fourth one, 
um, wasn't as um, thorough of an okay. interview. So I did use my three. Okay. So that's why when I used my statistics, my statistics, I said two-thirds of the okay. um, Chicano, Latino, EWU students. Great. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's an excellent topic and very uh, interesting. So I want to thank you for coming down to the studio. Um, I do want to remind our listeners that this was uh, or is a pre-recorded show. So um, I hope uh, if you're calling in, uh, I should have mentioned that in the very beginning. <laughs> so thank you, Zoe, for taking the time to come down here. I think you've done an exceptional job. So do you want to say, hello, I guess, some final, uh, maybe say hello to your mom, dad, by name, and if you want to, maybe <laughs> your siblings, your friend, whatever. Do you want to do that before we head out? Um, I guess I just want to say thank you to the individuals that let me um, interview them for this specific topic they um took the time out to help me with my research and i really appreciate that that goes out to helen quezada um joanna gutierrez and yasmin zepeda so thank you so much all right well once again thank you very much and again uh uh, just uh we're gonna leave you with uh cumbia kings uh, mi gente um uh, again uh stay tuned for our uh, next uh, Saturday uh, radio show uh, it, it's going to be another Eastern Washington University student with a very exciting topic thank you very much for listening uh, Voice of the People again your radio host Dr. Meraz Garcia Assistant Professor of Chicano Studies at Eastern Washington University until next time we'll see you then <laughs>